The linguistic culture wars of the 60s had begun even before Webster's Third appeared. The first battle may have taken place in 1957, when Random House published A Dictionary of Contemporary American Usage by a brother and sister team, Bergen and Cornelia Evans. It offered useful advice on thousands of grammatical, stylistic, lexical, and mechanical questions and generally took a moderate approach to all of them, holding the line on a few traditional issues, but often telling readers they need no longer fear reprisals for breaking old-fashioned rules. Most early reviews were complimentary, and few seemed bothered by the perceived permissiveness. The review in the New York Times even noted that the Evanses are purest in heart. But when Wilson Follett, a literary critic who specialized in the modern novel, read the Evanses, he saw only do-as-you-please permissivism, an utter abandonment of the standards he expected in a dictionary of usage. His frothy jeremiad appeared in the Atlantic Monthly in February 1960. Under the bitterly sarcastic headline, Grammar is Obsolete, he declared that newfangled linguistics was concerned only with the abolition of standards and devoted entirely to an organized assumption that language good enough for anybody is good enough for everybody. Follett proposed to find out what would happen if a writer decided to follow all of Gove's suggestions. He devoted a full column of small type to putative solecisms, barbarisms, and other nasties supposedly sanctioned by the Evanses. Ask whoever you see. He had as much or more trouble than I did. He works faster than me. More unique. Different than. The reason is because... and so on. The list was clearly intended to provoke sudden gasps of astonishment. Who, instead of whom, did you see? Surely not. Less, instead of fewer, than three. How can they be allowed to get away with such things? Very little, instead of few, data. They must be ashamed to show their faces in public. Follett saw the book as a harbinger of impending cultural collapse. In a few generations, he feared, English wouldn't be capable of producing an Irving, a Hawthorne, a Melville, a Henry James, a Howells, a Sarah Orne Jewett, a Willa Cather. And don't try telling Follett that Irving, Hawthorne, Melville, Atalia committed some of those sins themselves. Not everything ever written by a good writer, he lectured, or even by quite a number of good writers, is good. Every good writer has committed himself at one time or another to practices without which he would have been a better writer.